Good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, coming to you live like we do every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. To dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then this is your forum to discuss. We would love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from, and no matter what I'm talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. We'll get you right on air. 627-7979. Don't forget the area code, 757-627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our clients' interest ahead of our own in any business dealing. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. And that's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listening area that we can achieve your measure of financial success. Because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. And it is a choice because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. you got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone. Give us a call, 627-7979, whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, with the uh, economy, uh, insurance products like life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401Ks, 403Bs, TSPs, IRAs, Roth IRAs, mortgage options, or Social Security claiming strategies and estate planning, wills, and trusts. All that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance. We're here to discuss tonight, 627-7979. And my normal broadcast partner, certified financial planner, Allison DeBrill, still on her summer sabbatical for a few more weeks. So last week, uh, we... Oh, well, first off, uh, most of our show is dedicated to uh, financial planning and financial planning topics because... That is where we feel we can add our, uh, the most value for our clients and for our listeners. And literally, as we sit there with clients and um, go over their uh, deep analytical financial planning, based on strategies we can come up with uh, or techniques that we, we can use, uh, recommend, we literally can come up with sometimes tens, hundreds, even millions of dollars of uh, additional net worth over time if we have enough time ahead of us uh, and we're working with enough money. So financial planning is, is an incredibly value, valuable component of financial advice. But you know what else is? Investment management. And we say at the top of every show, expert investment management is part of our service offering. And uh, so last show, I talked uh, about 
why anyone should invest anyway and a little bit about how it works. And the main reason that we invest, and, and when I say invest, I typically mean investing in U.S. common stocks or perhaps companies and stocks and companies uh, overseas and internationally, so forth. Uh, but the most common form of investment, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, exchange-traded funds, is because it's the simplest, most efficient, and least expensive method of building wealth and income over time. So why wouldn't you take advantage of that if you want to build uh, and build and maintain financial security over a lifetime. That's why we invest. And the reason that we can be so sure that the stock market or the underlying stocks that make up the stock market can over time deliver uh, generous rates of return for your portfolio is because the earnings of these companies grow over time, the average of 8, 9, 10% uh, per year. Obviously, not every year, not during a recession. In fact, on average, about once every six or seven years, there's enough of decline in earnings that it can cause what's known as a bear market. And we would define that as 20% decline from some peak to trough, 20% or greater. And it's that, that fear, that uncertainty that comes about of those sharp, dramatic uh, market turndowns that usually turn a lot of people off from investing. But for the last 100 plus years, uh, the stock market, the S&P 500, the major U.S. corporations have delivered uh, somewhere between 8 and 12% average annual rate of return, depending on which index you look at, which uh, companies you, you analyze, and so forth. And the reason those earnings grow so reliably over time is predominantly three main reasons. Number one, population growth uh, in the U.S. over the last period of time. We have been a steady increase, uh, we have steadily increased our population over the last 100 years. More people means more stuff to buy, means more economic activity, means more profit for the companies that produce those uh, reliably and economically for their consumers. Then also, um, the productivity of the American worker. American worker, despite all our problems in this country, American worker is one of the most productive workers per capita on the planet. And if there's one thing that we are good at, it's, uh, it's being very diligent and at, at uh, showing up to work every day, doing a decent job, producing a profit for our uh, employer and our shareholders, and getting paid uh, correspondingly for it. A lot of other cultures are not geared towards sort of work first, play second, like in the U.S. Other cultures are play first, work second. And hey, that's, that's not a bad way to go through life. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying from an investment perspective, the American worker is one of the most productive and efficient workers on the planet. And then thirdly, and perhaps most importantly, uh, earnings, consistent, reliable, 
reliable earnings growth is delivered through innovation, constant, incremental innovation brought about by the American capitalist system where he or she who can build the better mousetrap will reap the rewards and richards from doing that. So there's huge incentive built in to the capitalist system to find a faster, cheaper, higher quality way of delivering your good and service. And if you do that, then more people will beat a path to your door, which means they'll, uh, you'll sell more of your widgets and you'll make more profit and your earnings will grow. And so you take those three things together, population growth, productivity, um, and innovation. In the U.S., it's, it's largely unmatched. And it's that reliability of, of those characteristics that consistently grows earnings over time, and that's why we invest. So tonight, uh, that's a little recap of the last show. Tonight, though, I want to take the next step and talk um, more about investment philosophy and mechanics. And so once we buy into the idea that we should invest, now let's talk about how we invest and the proper way to invest. And I probably got some uh, uh, radical ideas here compared to conventional wisdom um, that might be of interest to you. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from this break. Um, so if you want to jump on the phone lines, give me a call, talk about uh, investing, investing philosophy, mechanics from your point of view. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, or we're going to jump into the, the topic area and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. All right, tonight we're talking about uh, investing philosophy and mechanics. So there's about a thousand different ways to do investment management. Um, that might be uh, somewhat uh, evident to to people who watch uh, CNBC or Yahoo read Yahoo Finance or Bloomberg uh, or other investment centric shows. Uh, everyone seems to have an opinion. Um, and everyone seems to have their own way of doing investment management. Um, I will say that at Wealthway, we believe that uh, investment management is process-driven, it's formulaic, and it's systematized. So there's structure around the investment management process. It is not hot stock tips at the water cooler at work. It is not Kramer uh, on the nightly uh, version of CNBC. Um, it's not your brother-in-law at the company, uh, at the, the family reunion. 
Um, it's it's a system that has to be maintained in order for it to keep the integrity to ensure you have a high probability of getting the results you're looking for, namely a long-run rate of return somewhere between 8 and 12%, hopefully with as little volatility, we call it, uh, as possible so that the ride is as smooth as can be while achieving those long-run numbers. So the way we start out by doing that is that we believe that investor behavior and asset allocation are the primary drivers of long-term investment performance, not security selection or market timing. And that is in direct contrast to what I would say is probably 80 to 90% of the investment world. Um, most people who are investment advisors or financial advisors want you to believe that uh, they have a secret formula or a crystal ball in order to make the right hot stock picks and can jump in and out of the market at the right times in order to ensure that you, you buy low and you sell high and then you, you do it again with another investment. No, that is not good investment management. It's, it's a form of investment management, but it's not a reliable form of investment management. And yet the majority of news outlets, financial press, uh, financial television shows, um, and actual purveyors of investment advice behave that way that security selection and market timing are what they do and what they're good at and that's what's best for you. No, we don't believe that at Wealthway. At Wealthway, we believe it's investor behavior and asset allocation. So what does that mean, investor behavior? Well, first of all, it starts with you, the person. Are you committed to an invest investing process? Are you going to take money from your paycheck or from the bank and subject it to the short-term volatility of the U.S. stock market and the stocks that make up it, are you going to in take money and actually invest it? Only about half of Americans have any connection to the stock market whatsoever, to investing. To, and that includes whether it's in your 401k plan, the TSP, you do it outright, you do it through somebody. Only half America takes advantage of one of the greatest wealth creation machines ever generated uh, in human history, and that is uh, fractional shares of, of uh, common stock uh, of large publicly traded companies. So half the country isn't even touching uh, the investment market, and there's a reason for that. Uh, obviously, a lot of it could be, well, they don't have any disposable income to do that. But that's not an excuse for everyone. Uh, of that 50%, that's for sure. Most people just don't understand it, are scared of it, and don't know how to e where to even begin. And that's a shame because there's entire industry out here, you know, us, um, willing and able to help people uh, take advantage of this. So investor behavior, whether you invest or not, and when you invest, what you do when you invest, if you don't have a system, if you don't have a process, and you are the one who is, who is trying to pick hot stocks and um, buy and sell and market time and change allocation and, 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 and tactically maneuver your stock holdings, or you saw a commercial for a company like, and you say, oh, that's a good idea, let's buy stock. That's random and haphazard, and that behavior, all of those things taken together, work against work can work against you 
but your but human behavior or investor behavior can work for you if you work a system, you develop a system. So number one, how you approach investing has by far and away the biggest uh, is by far and away the biggest determinant in your long run performance than any other factor. And, and and so most people don't know that, and most people don't believe it, even though I'm saying that it's true. So secondly, the asset allocation, after investor behavior, asset allocation then becomes the most important factor in determining your long run, the success of your investing process and, and the strength of your investment portfolio. And asset allocation is a little bit of a technical term for those that aren't aware. It's kind of a fancy um, finance term for the different categories of investing of investments that you can use to build your investment portfolio. And I and I guess I should define portfolio. Portfolio is simply all the uh, the holdings, all the investments all your money attributable to the holdings that are considered investments as opposed to, say, bank assets, which are savings. Those aren't investments. So your portfolio deals with investments. Asset allocation, the biggest determinant. Now, asset allocation, the, the different categories that make up um, a typical investment portfolio can be wide and varied depending on the philosophy of the investment manager. Uh, at Wealthway, uh, the main investment categories uh, we use, well, the, 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 the meta categories, stocks, bonds, cash. Those are like the three biggies. And, I, and uh, there's a whole bunch more. You'd, there's uh, stock options. There's, um, there's private equity. There's all kinds of other uh, types of categories or asset allocation, uh, asset classes. Uh, but at Wealthway, we stick with U.S. common stocks, international stocks, or company in, in developed nations, and right now developed nations are considered Europe and Japan primarily. So companies headquartered uh, overseas in Europe and Japan. Uh, some other international style stocks are emerging market uh, stocks. China, India, Taiwan, uh, South Korea, Brazil is in there. Russia used to be in there, but uh, they're on the uh, no-invest list now for obvious reasons. But uh, So companies in emerging uh, economies, which have the ability to grow faster because they're smaller and younger, uh, but can also be much more volatile. Uh, commercial real estate is another category that we use, an asset class, to build our investment portfolio. A lot of times people think commercial real estate, you think office buildings. And right now, and that is a component of commercial real estate, um, office buildings are, are, um, are seeing uh, – significant decline in value because they're losing tenants because there's more people working from home and they're not demanding as much office space. So while that's a component of commercial real estate, uh, it all there's much more that goes into it. There's industrial form of real estate, uh, you know, factories and shipyards, that type of thing. Self-storage units, you know, you, that you see all over the place. Uh, that's actually a real estate play more than it is uh, trying to make the people who own those things are making money uh, temporarily off the storage units till they wait for the land to become more valuable that they sell it out 
uh, to a developer. So self-storage, uh, data, data centers, um, where they keep uh, server farms for the cloud, hospitals, apartment complexes, hotels, all that and more makes up commercial real estate a very viable asset class that we use on behalf of our clients. Uh, and then natural resources. So uh, those are the, the companies that uh, manufacture or mine or create uh, natural resources. So oil and gas, coal, uh, the precious metal miners, timber, agriculture, livestock. Uh, those are a great inflation hedge, and we think that uh, natural resources is a good addition to portfolios. I'm going to keep going on this, going to get into more detail after we come back from the news. You want to jump in on the conversation, 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog box, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you've got some nuanced questions, want to speak to a live human being, we got those too. Give us a call at the office, 456-2200. Want to remind everybody, our next live show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, August 8th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch this show live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, Get as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us, take us with you, listen at your leisure. And for those of you into social media, we are on Facebook and LinkedIn, where usually about once a week we put up a, an interesting and informative financial planning post. All right, tonight we're talking about investments, uh, philosophy, and mechanics. And uh, the first part of the show, I went over. Uh, the primary drivers of long-run investment performance, and that is investment investor behavior and asset allocation. And then I went into some more detail on what asset allocation means and, and what it is and the different categories that we use at Wealthway to build uh, portfolios for our clients. And I, I should uh, add a, a little bit more uh, detail in there. Uh, you know, U.S. common stocks was one of the uh, categories that we use? Well, it's kind of the main category that we use where we have most of our clients' uh, assets invested. But even there, there's subcategories. So within U.S. common stocks, there's large companies, there's mid-sized companies, and there's small companies. 
It's important to diversify your investments across, uh, not just across a range of asset classes, but a range of company sizes. Uh, because typically, large companies are more stable, more reliable, but more slow growing. Smaller companies, more emergent, more volatile, um, can be more risky, but can also have much larger payoffs long term as well. So by spreading your investment money uh, between sizes of company in U.S. Uh, common stocks, you can uh, sometimes help enhance your overall performance while reducing uh, your long-term risk. And then there is uh, a discussion within the investment community about uh, investing styles between growth-style investing and value-style investing. Not really going to get into that tonight, but uh, just know that there are two different philosophies there. Uh, each one growth value tends to be, well, each one, from time to time, one is always in favor, uh, but they are sort of trading places uh, over time uh, between growth and value style investing. So we also diversify our client portfolios uh, between those styles as well. So investor behavior, asset allocation, the most important determinants in long-run investment performance, not security selection and market timing. Overwhelmingly, the majority of the investment community profession wants you to believe that security selection and market timing are the most important. They are not. All right. So what we do when we build portfolios at Wealthway is, is the portfolios are goal-focused and planning-driven. And we compare our portfolio performance to long-term financial planning needs. We do not compare performance to an index. Now, one of the things we do that, <laughs> that most large brokerage companies still don't do is provide our clients with a rate of return. <laughs> like we do the math on all your holdings, on all your accounts, on all the investments and all the accounts. We pull them together and we have sophisticated portfolio management software that does the math. And then we can tell you exactly how the investments are performing over, say, uh, a one-year, three-year, five-year, ten-year uh, hold period so that there's no guesswork to figure out how am I doing. You know to the number exactly how you're doing in percentage terms and also in dollar terms. So there's no ambiguity uh, and, uh, about uh, the investment performance. We know exactly what it's doing thanks to software. And I still am, cannot believe, well, I think the reason it is not shown on most brokerage statements that you get from the large brokerage houses, brokerage houses is they don't want you to know what your rate of return is. Uh, we want our clients to know. We are transparent in everything we do, and that number is important from a planning standpoint. And so we don't compare our performance to an index like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones Industrial because it doesn't matter. It's an arbitrary benchmark of investment performance. Sometimes your portfolio is doing better than the S&P 500. Sometimes it's lagging the S&P 500. But none of that really matters to your long-term financial objectives. What does matter is how is the portfolio growing over time, at what speed or what rate of return is it growing over time, and how quickly can you get to your your goal of uh, retiring at age 60 or buying that vacation house 
down at the beach at the Outer Banks or making sure your kids have enough money to go to college or uh, making sure you have enough income to last your lifetime when you, uh, when you do retire. Those are lifetime financial planning objectives. That, those are the ones that we integrate into our financial planning with our investment management, and we're able to compare the performance of the portfolio to, to the, uh, the timing of those uh, long-term objectives. That's what is important. Uh, it, it, uh, yet another misconception in investing is the idea that we invest to beat a benchmark, that we invest to beat the S&P 500. Well, if the S&P 500 is down 20% in a given year and you're down 18%, do you feel any better? I mean, okay, you beat the benchmark. You, you were down less than the benchmark. So what? We don't invest to beat a arbitrary benchmark that doesn't that doesn't help us accomplish our objectives we invest to grow our net worth reliably over time to have the money we need to live the lifestyle that we desire within our you know all of us have our constraints of income how much we can earn in our current occupation but we grow we invest to grow our net worth to live a lifestyle that maximizes our quality of life. So at Wealthway, uh, all the investment portfolios are goal-focused and planning-driven, and not, we do not compare to uh, an index because that is not what is important. So another, another uh, good tenant of uh, investment philosophy and mechanics is uh, the rebalancing process. And that means when you get your asset allocation set up, remember those categories, and you're gonna put certain percentage of your investment portfolio in those certain categories. So you, you, know, you might have uh, 15% in US large company stocks, you might have five, 10% in US small company stocks, maybe you have 10 in international, five in emerging markets, uh, 10 in commercial real estate, all, you know, all those percentages. Once you set that target, those percentage targets, then you want to stay true to it for the foreseeable future. You do not, do not want to tactically reallocate your portfolio, as some investment houses will have you believe. You do not want to try to market time, jump in and out based on uh, the, the whims of the, the stock market or the tea leaves that some uh, TV uh, prognosticator is uh, trying to sell you. No, once built, an asset allocation should remain relatively static or true. And so over time, and it's usually uh, like a year at least, maybe longer, there's going to be drift from those different asset classes. Some as asset classes are going to perform better than the others, and some perform worse than the others. And that's all normal and natural. And so after a reasonable period of time, uh, it used to be considered like you know monthly or quarterly. That we have, we've learned through the years is too frequent. Um, it's probably annually, once every uh, between one and three years is really sufficient to rebalance your portfolio because you got to let your winners run for a little while. You don't want to sell them off too soon. But 
But once it, the, the portfolio starts to get out of whack, it starts to drift from those percentage holdings that you initial, initially set up, then it is appropriate to want to sell some of the investments that have done well and uh, now occupy a larger percentage of the portfolio, sell some of those good performing stocks, and buy, with the proceeds, areas of the portfolio that were underperforming. That seems counterintuitive to most people. They're like, wait a minute, but this asset class is doing so much better than the rest. I don't want to sell that. I want to keep it going. Well, you do. That's why you don't want to rebalance too frequently. But after a while, you want to take some of that, uh, that outperformance and then buy the areas of your portfolio that is underperforming. That is de facto doing exactly what you should be doing from an investment standpoint. Buying low, selling high within the allocation of the portfolio. Not trying to sell your entire portfolio out and, and then buy low when the market goes down. That's market timing. We're talking about staying invested in all your uh, asset classes but trimming them up over time to, in effect, uh, sell high and then buy low, which is exactly what you should be doing. If you do that reliably, consistently, then that is a performance enhancer over time. So rebalancing is important through the portfolio, but you do not modify your investment allocation due to short-term market fluctuations. And by short-term, we mean one or two years. So the market's having a bad year. That is no time to try to sell out of your portfolio or radically alter your asset allocation. No, that's that's the time to do some rebalancing. Don't once a, a, an asset allocation is built because of its appropriate nature for your life uh, goals then you need to stick to it if you want to have a high probability of achieving your long-run performance objectives. If you keep changing your asset allocation dramatically over time, it's like chasing a moving target. And when you do that, that's almost always a recipe for underperformance. All right, we're talking about investment philosophy and mechanics tonight. If you want to jump in on the conversation, 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, check us out online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can get an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. That's all on the contact page. You put your name and address in there and select the uh, appropriate vehicle that you're looking for, and we'll get that out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information 
that you request. Next show will, next live show will be on Tuesday, August 8th at 6 p.m. And if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go and listen at your convenience. All right, tonight we're talking about investment philosophy and mechanics, the way we do it at Wealthway, and the way we think uh, everyone should do it, um, because we do think um, we have a highly reliable investment process. Many of the principles that it is based on come from a uh, investor you may have heard of. He operates out of the Midwest, uh, predominantly Nebraska. Uh, by the name of Warren Buffett, um, probably one of the world's uh, most successful investor who um, uh, espouses many of the philosophies that we have integrated into our investment management process and into the way we do things at Wealthway. Uh, So before the break, talking about the importance of rebalancing and staying true to your original asset allocation. Uh, in order to have uh, a reliable, uh, high degree of probability, high degree of predictability of future uh, investment outcomes. Uh, then how do we actually, so if, if investor behavior and asset allocation are the primary drivers of long-term performance, not security selection or market timing, but eventually we got to get down to security selection. So after we have, after we commit to the investment process, we we have the we train our behavior to be investors, and then we develop our asset allocation and we hold true to the different categories that we that we set up in our investment portfolio. Now we got to select the investments that match or make up those different investment categories, those different asset classes. Uh, And there's a lot of ways, different ways of doing that. Um, At Wealthway, we choose primarily to use a blend of low-cost exchange-traded funds, ETFs, and some actively managed mutual funds. We generally do not use individual stocks or bonds, uh, and we never use expensive, complicated, opaque instruments like hedge funds, limited partnerships, private placements. Um, None of that is necessary at uh, most individual level investing. Those uh, more complicated instruments can have some applicability if you're a a, a university endowment (laughs) or a hospital endowment. or if you're a, uh, if you're a pension fund, uh, then you can afford to take some bigger risks with those other complicated vehicles. But for most people, exchange traded funds and uh, mutual funds are the simplest, easiest, and most cost effective way of getting exposure to the U.S. Uh, equity market or, or international equity market as well. Um, and you don't need to get overly complicated or complex. We purposely choose to generally not use individual stocks because a company can go out of business, which means its stock will go to zero, stay there, and you've permanently lost that money. So we take that risk right off the table by using 
ETFs, and mutual funds as our preferred investment vehicles. Because each one of those vehicles, each one mutual fund and each one exchange trade fund is a basket. And within that basket can be anywhere between 25 to over 1,000 uh, individual stocks. So if one of those stocks in your mutual fund basket goes out of business, then you might not even feel it, you know, because there's 500 other ones in there that didn't go out of business. Um, so, so the so individual security investing or individual company investing it can be viable, but I would say for the for for most individual investors, it's not something that you should attempt. Uh, by yourself, un unless you're maybe working with um, a professional investment advisor, who uh, he himself or she herself has her the, their own um, reliable systematic investment management process. So, we low cost exchange traded funds to get exposure to asset classes that we think are important in the portfolio, but. Uh, not, uh, but where a manager, active management, can't add much value. So, for example, U.S. large company stocks, uh, the most uh, studied, analyzed area of uh, the uh, of the investment world. Very difficult for active managers to outperform, gain an advantage. So, we don't attempt. We get exposure to them through an ETF. For very low cost, it is unmanaged, uh, very tax efficient, and boom, there you go. We do use active management, uh, which does cost a little bit more. Those costs embedded in the mutual fund, uh, they do cost a little bit more, but it's okay to pay more for something if you're going to get more or you think you're going to get more or there's a high reliability of getting more. And so in, in less scrutinized areas of the market, U.S. small company stocks, international investing, emerging markets, commercial real estate, which is always like ebbing and flowing. Uh, that's where we do use active managers because active managers can add value over time. And by time, I mean usually at least five years, probably closer to 10. So when we make an investment decision into a mutual fund or an ETF, it's a long-term hold decision unless something goes on uh, in the interim. Uh, but we give our uh, managers and vehicles a, a long runway so that their skill can, can develop, can prove itself over time. And we do see those typically in our long run numbers of 10 year hold periods, but that's how long we're talking. So buying and selling ETFs, uh, you know, on a monthly basis is not going to get it done. All right. Damien's giving me the high sign. I got so much more to talk about. I don't think we'll do a third show on investing next time I come back, uh, but we'll see what, what we have. In the meantime, uh, if you want more information about us, look us up online, wealthwayadvisors.com. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. The preceding program was sponsored and paid for by Wealthway Financial Advisors. We are solely responsible for its content.